Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Your New Puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and you may or may not know, but if you're listening to this podcast in real time, for the month of October, I'm doing Q&A Tuesdays. So every Tuesday, I'm hanging out on Facebook and in Instagram in my messages and answering your training questions. And what I've done today is I've grabbed just a few of those questions that I thought would be really helpful to all of my listeners. Everybody, including the questions I'm using today, received a personal response back for me answering their specific questions. What gave me the idea for this Q&A Tuesday is this is very similar to what I do inside Your Perfect Puppy, which is my online digital course for new puppy owners. So in addition to the four weeks worth of video lessons, there's a section right inside the course that you can ask your personal training questions. And I am in there every week answering them, not just on Tuesdays. And you get that access to me for at least 12 months, depending on the package you choose. So it's so much fun and it's so beneficial to all of my students. I thought I'd give everybody a little preview. It's free, there's no obligation, so you can get a preview of it or just get your training questions answered. So if you wanna join me next Tuesday, all you have to do is find me on Facebook or Instagram, both are at Playtime Pause, and send me a message. If you want more information on Your Perfect Puppy, the online puppy course, you can find that at playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. Okay, so let's dive into the first question, which has to do with potty training. So our puppy is seven months old now, and whenever we think we're set with potty training, he has an accident. The biggest issue seems to be that he isn't telling us to go out if it's more frequent for one reason or another. His most recent accidents have also been on our couch. It feels deliberate when he's just been out and shouldn't have to go. Okay, so you would be surprised how common this question is. So there's a couple parts to it. But first, I know that it feels deliberate. I totally believe that, but it's not. What this sounds like to me is that your puppy doesn't know that the only place he's allowed to go is outside. So he's seven months old, so obviously he can hold it, but he doesn't know that he has to hold it until he gets outside. And the most common time for an accident is the second you think, okay, we got this under control. And that's because if you're not having accidents, it means you're doing your job. You're doing exactly what you need to do. So as soon as you think, oh, I think this potty training thing is done, he's doing really well, we tend to let our guard down and we back off a little bit and we relax a little bit. And then there was an accident because the reason he wasn't having accidents is because we were being diligent. So that's why I can say you'll probably have random accidents up until six to 12 months, just for that reason. So the first thing I recommend whenever you're having accidents that you can't figure out is to keep a journal. Write down when he goes potty, when he eats, when he drinks, and the accidents. Because it will always feel random until you put it down in black and white. And that's when you're going to be able to see a pattern. And then I want you to go back to controlling the water. Meaning I don't want you to leave a water bowl down all the time where he can just go over and drink whenever he wants to. A good schedule is to offer it to him every two to four hours. One, 
you're going to be able to keep that in your journal. And two, you are going to know every single time he put something in his body that needs to come out. So it's going to help with those accidents of we were just outside and you went and now you're going again, or those days where he just seems to have to go more often than others. You are going to know every single time he takes a sip of water. You can offer to him as much as you want. I just want you to know every single time he takes a drink. And lastly, when you catch the accident, and you should be catching them because if he's still having them, you're going to be supervising closely. You have to stop him in the middle of that accident, whether it's startle him with your voice, clapping your hands, or just running over to him. And you scoop him up and you bring him outside immediately. I don't care if you don't have shoes on. I don't care if you don't have a jacket on. I don't care if he's still going. Because that is what teaches him, we don't do this here. We do this out here. Nobody actually wants to do this. But if you if your puppy is having an accident and you're like, no, no, oh, stop, stop, and you kind of let him finish, and then you clean it up, and then you bring him outside. like So even if you startle him a little bit and you're like, no, 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 and he's getting that he's not supposed to do it there, if you are not scooping him up and bringing him outside, then he's not going to know what he's supposed to do. Then what does he do? Is he supposed to pee on the rug or in the other room or in a different area or when you're not there? No, we want him to make the direct connection. We do this outside. So that's why it's so important to scoop him up in the middle of that accident and bring him outside. Potty training is a messy business. There's no way around it. Okay, so my next question is also about potty training. So this one is a question that I see a lot. Essentially, when it comes down to it, what they're asking is about a working household. If the house is empty during the day, how do you handle that with a young puppy that you are trying to potty train? Well, when it comes down to it, you're going to have to have somebody come by once to twice a day, depending on how young your puppy is. Whether it's you coming home, you know, during lunch or taking a break during the day or having a professional pet sitter or a neighbor or a friend stop in. So the rule of thumb to potty training is your puppy can hold it for one hour for every month they are old. If they're a medium to large breed, you could add an hour. And then overnight, you can also add a couple hours. But remember, overnight is different. Just because they can hold it for six to eight hours overnight doesn't mean they can do that during the day. So if you have a three-month-old puppy, they can hold it for three to four hours during the day. So... If you are gone eight hours a day, if you have a larger breed puppy like a lab or a shepherd, you can probably get away with one stop by. That is like the max at that point. I would prefer two, but sometimes that's just not feasible. And yes, I do recommend that you use a crate because not only for their safety, but It goes back to just because they can hold it doesn't mean they will. Now I get resistance to that because you don't want your puppy in a crate during the day, even if they're getting a couple breaks. It's just too much time. Remember, it's not the amount of time your puppy spends in the crate as long as he's getting out to physically relieve himself. It's the amount of exercise, stimulation, and bonding he gets outside the crate. So if you work all day, you're going to have to make an extra effort to give him extra exercise, do some extra training, give him extra attention when you come home. 
and on the weekends. But that's what it takes to have a puppy. Now, if none of this is feasible to you, if you're like, I don't want to listen to anything you just said, and you want to give them a playpen with potty pads, it's not the end of the world. Your dog is going to have accidents during the day. It's just going to set you back on potty training. It's going to take longer, and it's going to be a little harder. But when it comes down to it, my professional advice is he's in a crate, and you get somebody to come by once to twice a, once or twice a day, depending on how long the day is and how old he is, to let him out, give him a little bit of a break, and then he goes back in his crate. And then when you come home for work, he gets some extra love. Okay, the third question. All right, so let's switch topics a little bit because this next one is how do I get my puppy to stop countersurfing? So countersurfing is putting their paws up on the counter, usually to grab some food. So if they've already started this, then it is a very hard habit to break. This is one of those behaviors that you want to try with all your might to avoid, to just prevent. So is there a way to intentionally train your dog even when there's food out, you're not allowed to jump up on the counter? Yes, there is. Today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the management slash training way to approach this. So this is stuff you can start doing right now because this is one of those behaviors I like to call a self-rewarding behavior because as soon as their paws go up on the counter and they grab something, well, then that behavior is rewarded. There's nothing you can do about it. Okay, so my first suggestion is to create a house rule, get everybody on board, that your dog is not allowed to put their paws up on anything, any surface, tables, chairs, coffee tables. I don't care if it's a place that there's never food. They are not allowed to put their paws up on any surface. The only exception can be the couch if they're allowed on the couch. Okay, so anytime they go to climb up on something to investigate, you have to tell them to get down. Four paws on the floor. And then you are going to remove everything from the counters. Anything that can be tempting to them, remove from the counters. Now, of course, there's going to be times where you don't have a choice. There's going to be food out. Whether you're preparing the food, whether you're eating the food, whatever it is. So either... The dog's only allowed in the kitchen if you are right there and able to supervise them. Or this is a good time to let them go chill in their crate. Give them their own Kong. Give them their own bully stick. Whenever you're cooking or eating dinner, your dog goes in the crate. This is good for preventing and trying to break them of the habit because it prevents them from even discovering the behavior. And if they're already doing it, then it prevents them from continuing to reinforce the behavior. Now, to train them out of it, you're going to have to do intentional training sessions. So this is time you'll have to put aside to do these training sessions. And what you do is you bring the dog into the kitchen or wherever the counter is, and you start out with super low-value stuff. So something that may or may not entice your dog to jump up. And then... Right when you see them, you know, stick their nose up in the air, before they try to jump up, you stop them. Maybe you give them a sit, maybe you just get their attention on you, and every time that you see that they're aware there's something up there and they don't jump up, you reward them. 
And then you slowly increase the value of the object that's on the counter. Of course, it's a little bit more nuanced than that, and there's some timing involved, something that I can't really fully go into in a podcast episode, but that's essentially how you would do it. So even if that's your eventual plan, all this other management stuff should be happening in the meantime so it doesn't set your training sessions back, because breaking a habit like that doesn't happen overnight. All right, the last question is my nine-week-old puppy is gentle most of the time until he gets excited, especially with the kids. Then he starts biting as a way of playing. I know this is normal puppy behavior. Yes, correct, it is. But what steps can we take to help him understand that biting hurts and to gain a soft mouth? Okay. (laughs) So every single one of you who has a puppy right now around the 9 to 12 week age is probably on the edge of your seat like, yeah, 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 what do we do? How do we fix that? Because this is like, besides potty training, it's like the number one thing that all puppy owners struggle with. So essentially, when your puppy is playing with you and they start biting and nipping, anytime they bite a little too hard, you have to stop play immediately. So the first step would be like tuck your hands and turn your back on them. If that doesn't stop them, you stand up. If that doesn't stop them, you walk out of the room and you can even close the door behind you. You remove yourself. The puppy's going to learn when I bite too hard, play stops. But when I'm a little more gentle, play seems to continue. Now, this isn't something they learn in one training session. This happens over time. And this is something you want to teach them. Those sharp puppy teeth are there just so we can teach them to bite gently. Now, when it comes to the kids, it is also really, really helpful to have a toy. Whenever I have a puppy that is at nipping age, I have a toy shoved in my pocket, especially when it comes to the kids, okay? If you can't control your puppy's nipping with the kids, they always have to play with the toy. That's between their hands and the puppy's hands because the kids aren't going to have as much patience with this and they're going to get very frustrated And you don't want the relationship with the puppy to suffer. So even if a toy's not working, then maybe it's time, you know, for the kids to go play outside or the puppy to go rest in their crate. Or we play a structured game like Rover Round Robin, which I talk about in episode four, which is a fantastic family game to play. Or we play fetch or we play hide and seek or we do some obedience training. So something a little more structured than just kind of playing around in the living room. And remember, an overexcited puppy or a puppy with too much energy or an overtired puppy will always nip more. So if your puppy's nipping too much, maybe we need to give them some other constructive exercise to do to release some of that excess energy or it also might be time for her to take a nap. As you get to know your puppy, you're going to learn what's happening. And that's all for today. That was just a sampling of the great questions that I got over the past week. So again, if you want to join next Tuesday, all you have to do is find me on Instagram or Facebook. Both are at Playtime Pause, and I'm going to be hanging out inside my messages all day long. So far, I've been able to send a message to every single person who's asked me a question So you can come get your training questions answered, or if you 
are interested in my online puppy course, Your Perfect Puppy, this is a great way to get a preview of the access and the interaction that you will have with me inside the course. Again, that is at playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. And I will see you on the other side.